And welcome to the weekend edition of the Nightly Nugent. Ted, you know, I've done a lot of cool things in my life, very proud of a lot of things. Um, but one of the things that I am the absolute most pr proud of is um, one day you and I were sitting in a blind in your beautiful place down in Texas, kind of bummed out about some of the things that were going on in the country. And between the two of us, we got to talking about Paul Harvey and God made a farmer. And before you knew it, you and I had come up with something that, I mean, for me, just to be part of anything that you wrote, um, it's an honor. Tell our listeners about that. Well, you and I are instinctual representative of God's miracle. We participate in his miraculous creation as hunters, fishermen, and trappers, and it keeps us down to earth. It keeps us grounded. So our instincts remain pretty damn pure in an otherwise toxic world. I'd like to think my instincts are absolutely pure, as are yours. When we created this God made a hunter, if you really want quality air, soil, and water, you have to walk wild ground, which is the producer of quality air, soil, and water, which is the determinator of quality of life. And when Paul Harvey wrote in God Made a Farmer, he was articulating and celebrating that if we're going to get food and if we're going to have a good environment, it's going to pe take people who walk the ground, who work the ground, who revere the ground and understand the sustained yield resource stewardship responsibilities of farming, ranching, hunting, fishing and trapping. So you put pen to paper or keyboard to, to digit and uh, you outlined this brilliant creation called God made a hunter. And we celebrate that the last perfect environmental responsibility mankind can participate in is balancing the herds and the flocks and the schools of fish. You want a healthy body of water, you have to harvest the surplus to keep the fish population healthy, keep the vegetation healthy, keep the water healthy. And that's the same procedure, scientifically proven resource management model in the United States of America, where we're celebrating more geese, more turkeys, more lions, more mountain lions, more black bears, more deer than ever in recorded history. I think more elk than ever recorded history, more moose, more, more antelope, more grizzly bears. I mean, the reason that wildlife is thriving is because we pay for scientific-based management in most instances where the, the, the Democrats don't ban this and ban that. But God Made a Hunter is a brilliant representation of the last responsibility of mankind to monitor revere and manage our wildlife resources. And I couldn't be more proud to collaborate with you on it, Keith. Yeah. Powerful, Ted. Well, before we uh, play the God made a hunter bit, want to remind our listeners, go to hunternation.org, be become a patriot, become a member. Hunter Pride 365. Uh, Ted, happy fourth and freedom week. And to our listeners, enjoy God made a hunter. See you next week, Ted. God bless you, Keith. Everybody live it up, man. Raise hell. It's our job. God made a hunter. In the beginning, God made the world and gave it all that was needed to survive and flourish. God put birds in the air, animals on the ground, and all the fish in the sea to show mankind how to utilize and protect these creatures, God made a hunter. As time moved on, there was a constant struggle, a battle for food and family, 
a battle against beasts and enemies, a battle for life. Amidst this fight for existence, this chaos and carnage, came courage. To bring peace and balance, God made a hunter. While others picked or gathered, and many became placid, the hunter remained strong. God knew there were certain skills needed to protect his flock from enemies, beasts, and evil. So God made a hunter. Into these hunters, God instilled patience, discipline, and courage. He gave them curiosity, a need to explore, which led them to this land, America. The first off the boats were the pilgrims, and it was the hunter who fed them and helped them survive. Through hard work, these colonies flourished and grew, but something was missing. The winds of freedom soon blew. It was the hunter's woodsmanship and marksmanship that gave Washington the edge. In battle after battle, it was the hunter's keen eye and steady hand that defeated the Redcoats, bringing freedom to the land. Every time from the World Wars to the Middle East, when America was under attack from foreign enemies, when brave men and women were needed to answer his nation's call, God made a hunter. They came from the mountains, the valleys, the coasts and the plains. All along, it's been the skill of the hunter that kept America safe and strong. Since the birth of this great nation, every time something really important needed to be taken care of, God made a hunter. And to date, the hunter has never let God down. But right now, a culture war rages on. Our traditional American values, including our hunting lifestyle, are relentlessly under attack. But this time, the attack isn't from a foreign enemy, it's from within. So today, in this most critical time, with the future of our great nation in the balance, what has God done? God made you the hunter.